going to stay one more week on a message about the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are you excited about it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, we've shared messages the last couple of weeks uh, about this subject, and we really are led by... I, We're too hot. Little, We're too hot. A little too, yeah. Sammy, turn us down a bit. Thank you, Thank brother. Thank you, yeah. A little bit more. But we are led by the Holy Spirit to share... Uh, a message a, one more time, one more week about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the reason for that is that Scripture says that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Come on. Hearing the Word of God. And, and we often need repetitious hearing of the Word of God. <laughs> Amen. Often, you know, you hear something <laughs> one time, and if you've had something built up in your mind about it, it's not enough to hear it once. Then you hear it twice, and you're like still thinking about it. I mean, some, some things take some years, yes. to tell you the truth, to keep hearing and breaking down some strongholds in our mind yep. uh, about certain subjects. But um, it takes time sometimes for that revelation to come as you're hearing the Word of God. It's like a light bulb goes on, right? Because our natural mind is often quick to just discount and believe things we don't understand in the Bible, and particularly about supernatural things. We need mind renewal. Amen. How many of you know that we need mind renewal after we come <laughs> to Christ? If we want to experience the will of God, we will have to renew our mind. In fact, Amen. that's what Scripture says in True. Romans 12. <laughs> you will, that's how you find uh, the will of God in your life as we renew our mind to it. I still feel like I'm a little bit loud. Do I sound too loud? Maybe it's... I, th I don't know. I sound a little... I'm always loud, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, Chris, if you were here last week, and if you weren't, I'd encourage you to listen to last week's message. Yeah. Chris, uh, a drummer, Chris. gave his testimony last week about this very thing, about needing to hear repetitively about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because uh, his testimony was when he first heard that it's a gift available to every be believer after salvation, his mind immediately said, no way, this is crazy. Right, Chris? Isn't that what you said? This is crazy to think that God would just give a gift like this for no other reason than he's a gift giver, okay? And so his mind was closed off to it. He didn't pursue it any further, and of course, nothing happened in his life regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit until several years, years later, he finds himself in this church. Right. We're ministering again and preaching about the Word of God, having to do with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and this, this time a light bulb, he said, like, came on in his mind and in his heart. And a prayer team member prayed with him after the service, and he received the gift or the infilling of the Holy Spirit yes. and began to speak in other tongues in a new prayer language. So what happened? Why does that happen? Well, I, it happens because faith comes by hearing. Faith arose in his heart as you hear the Word of God taught. And so this is Romans ten seventeen. We have this on our outline. So then faith comes by what? Hearing. hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. Say that with me. Faith comes, comes by, by hearing, hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so by his own testimony, you know, Chris commented that it was his own unbelief, just believing lies on the subject that blocked him from receiving the truth. And then he added, what a waste of so many years. And I think that's what happens to many of us of just believing lies. We think, no, we're okay, but we're actually believing a lie. Yeah, right. And, to, and when the truth is like right here in front of us all the time. So it often takes, like you said, hearing and hearing the word of God for faith 
to arise and to sometimes break down strongholds in our thinking that we have mm -hmm. on some subjects. Correct. Uh, you know, then one day it's it's like you're reading the Word of God. How many of this? Have, how many of you have had this happen? You know, where one day you like all of a sudden you really spiritually hear. You find yourself saying, "Hey, like, you know, that's spoken to me. Like, this is right. I'm hearing it." How many of you have had that happen? Amen. Yeah. That's a revelation. When you say, that promises for me. And there are actually two different, you know, when we say faith comes by hearing the word of God, there are actually two different words in the Greek yes. for the word, word. <laughs> I don't want to get confusing, but one is logos. You know, in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. That's logos. The word was with God, and the word was, was God. That's that. If you look it up in the Greek, that's... It's translated logos, the written word of God is on the page here, it's, but it's, it's Jesus, the logos. But then faith comes by hearing the, that's a different word, the rhema of God. It yes. still says word on your page in English, but in the Greek it's the word rhema, right. which, which basically has the meaning of it's like a spoken word. It's as though the word becomes alive in your own spirit. So you're hearing the word spoken to you now. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you go... This is for me. Like, what? I've been reading this, and it becomes real to you. And when that revelation turns on, something happens in your spirit. Your faith arises, and it's much easier to receive the promise of God when that happens. Yes. When I first got born again, what the scripture, we're going to get to it here, with Second Corinthians about I was a new creature in Christ. It just, it was a spoken word to me, and I in a sense, became that. I just had one recently, and it's in Revelation chapter 3, and it was verse 14, and it it was just, well, I'll read it to you. The angel of the church, this is Jesus. Revelation is a revelation of Jesus. You understand? It's not the revelation of the Antichrist. It's the revelation of Jesus. And he's, this is what he's saying to the churches. He says, to the angel of the church at Laodicea, write this. And here's how, God here's how Jesus describes himself. The amen, the faithful and true witness. And this is what lit me up. The beginning of the creation of God. He's the origin. He's the beginning. He's the author of God's creation. That went right through me. It was a rhema spoken word to me, and it really, I don't know how to explain it. It took me into a... a you said it brought the fear of the Lord upon you. It did, because I was afraid of his great power and who, and who he was. It's like Moses. Moses went up to see God, and I am quaking. I'm fearful. And that's what happened to me. And then I asked him, I want the fear of you to remain on me. I prayed that for him. Yeah. But you know how it all started? For months we've been praying, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, for the fear of God. It's like I saw him in his awesome power for a brief moment. And the fear of him fell right on me. Not because I was afraid he was going to hurt me. It's that he revealed himself in a greater way to me. And I recognize I'm only a man. And sometimes it takes, not sometimes, it takes a while of reading. This is why we encourage you to read the Word of yeah. God. Because you can, go, you can go sometimes a long time, you're reading, 
you're reading, you're taking it in, but it takes a while sometimes for that rhema that to hear that the, the spoken word hits your spirit. But without the logos, without taking the <coughs> logos in all the time, you're not going to find yourself having those aha moments because it's built upon the word, the written word of God. So it's you know, true. That's why you need to read the word of God. Yeah. But you have to have an open heart because Jesus was talking to the Pharisees one time. He, Jesus was preaching you know, the gospel, the good news. He was, he was healing the sick. He was casting demons out. He was raising it. But the religious Pharisees of the day, they were the most taught people. They were the most intellectual people. They understood. They didn't understand the word, but they could quote you scripture after scripture. They would boast about their knowledge, but they ridiculed Jesus because he, his uh, appearance, his recognition wasn't revealed to them. They, they thought they knew, and they did not change. They held on to their old thinking. They held on to it because they wanted their traditions. They wanted to control. They wanted their traditions, and they thought the Messiah would be something different than just a servant. Mm -hmm. And this is what Jesus told him. It's in Mark chapter 7. And Jesus said this. He says, you are nullifying and making void and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your traditions, which you in turn on hand, hand on. You, these traditions stop the power of God from working. They stop the power of God from working. And because of our unrenewed minds, I wonder how much we have all stopped God from working in our lives. Yeah. Then the elite of this, these religious people said, oh, your power is from Beelzebub. Now, Beelzebub, yeah. he is the prince of, he is the Lord of the flies, yeah. is really his description, the Lord of the flies. Great title, huh? <laughs> but here again in the Gospel of John, the Pharisees argue with Jesus because Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath. Oh my gosh. You know, and Jesus is saying, I and God is my father. And so they're upset with him. They're they're this they just have hatred in their heart. But Jesus stands before him and says this. He says, you search the scriptures, and you search and investigate and pour over the scriptures diligently, because suppose and trust that you have eternal life through them. And these very scriptures testify about me, and still you're not willing, but refuse to come to me so that you might have life. Yeah. Interesting scripture. They're searching the scriptures diligently, but they're still not finding the person in the scripture, eternal life. Why did they refuse? It said, but you're not willing. You refuse to come to me so that you might have life. Why would you think they refused to come? Mm -hmm. They just resisted the thought of humbling themselves That's right. and accepting his teaching. I mean, they just held so tightly to their traditions, all these old mindsets. They weren't willing to give them up. It's like they really thought they knew. I mean, think about it. The Lord himself in front of them. Aye, 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 and going, aye, aye. 
you don't know, they're telling Jesus, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just everyday garden variety pride, which we all have. We've all grown in our hearts. You know, prideful heart is not teachable. And the truth is when we come to Christ, we've, we're all like that to a certain extent. Yeah, certain yeah. parts of our heart are just stuck in our way. We're hard to bend. We're stubborn about it. We, we don't want to change. And, you know, and I don't care if you look like the quietest, shyest person on the outside. Come on. <laughs> yep. Pride is in all of us. I mean, there is such a thing as false humility. I know because the Lord corrected me on it a number of years ago. He's like, you know, don't confuse the outside, your outside demeanor or what you feel like your personality is like, you know, to the world, to the true condition of your heart. Right. And right. the way you're responding to me right now. So you, you have to be careful of that. There is, a, there is a false humility out there. You could be a shy, quiet person and still be very much standing up on the inside for whatever reason, resisting what God wants to do. But, I mean, the person who's willing to honestly surrender and let go of their old mindsets. Come on. And we are talking today, again, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this has caused a lot of controversy in the church. No, it's not right. It's of the devil. I mean, churches have split over it, yep. stayed apart from it. You know, but, but if we won't humble ourselves and just take an honest look at what Scripture says, you will find yourself standing afar off from God. Come on. You will not find true life. I mean, you humble yourself. We saw this in our study on Friday, that life study, the James study. It's be worth coming the last few weeks, however many weeks we have left of it on Friday awesome. evening. It's a powerful study. Great teaching on the book of James. But we looked at that, how God gives grace to the humble. But here in John 5, you know, we have the Lord standing right in front of these people. And they're just closing their heart down to them. And it was, some of it was also because of the fear of man. Yes. Yeah. They were more interested in what people would think about them. Well, if I agree with you, then my peers are going to ridicule me. They're going to think, you know, what? It's like that with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yep. You go to a charismatic church. <laughs> I mean, look at what Jesus said. <laughs> I love this, John 5, 41. He said, I receive not glory from men. I crave no human honor. I look for no mortal fame. And I'm, think, I'm thinking, this is the master we're following now. So yeah. if this is his mindset about the things that don't make sense in our life, we've got to come to this and go, well, I, I'm not really supposed to be craving human honor and looking for people to always agree with me and like me and pat me on the back and say, yeah, you know, you're, you're good. I mean, his, if Jesus is about the truth, and if we want freedom and we want liberty from sin, we're going to have to follow his way, even when it doesn't make sense to our natural mind. Right. You're going to have to face that. You and I will have to face that decision along the way on this very thing. Am I willing to lose the acceptance, give up the acceptance of what friends and family right. might say about me mm -hmm. yep. if I want to fully follow <laughs> the ways of Christ? Right. That's the way of our kingdom. If, if you, that's yeah. his mindset, that should be our yeah. mindset. I mean, for the past 15 years, we feel like we've been plowing up hard fellow ground here in this city over mm -hmm. things like this, you know, especially related to the gifts of the Spirit, yeah. being still for today, speaking in other tongues. Butler's never had a strong charismatic church, and I believe it's because religious spirits have worked hard yeah. to harden people's minds against, just like the Pharisees. It's interesting. 
how this works. I mean, the prophet Jeremiah told the people, he said, first break up the fallow ground, then plant, then sow seeds of righteousness, right. and then you're going to have a harvest That's of right. righteousness. But sometimes it's just like in your own garden. There are stumps, there are rocks, there are thorns, right, in the ground that have to be pulled up. And that's the same way it is in our heart. We come to Christ, we still have a lot of junk left in our mind about the world and who, who we are. We have to pull out the stumps and the rocks and the thorns come out on. of our heart, so to speak. Cast, we talked about casting down those old mindsets. Yes. Like pulling the rocks of unbelief out of your thinking, <laughs> <Noggin>. right? <laughs> I mean, from the beginning, we, after a while, we made a decision. It's like, well, we'd rather offend people than offend God. Because in the long run, he's the one that we're all after yep. to be pleasing, right? Come on. I mean, it's, it's him. So look at what he, John 5.44 says. How is it possible? This is Jesus continuing on in this conversation with the Pharisees. He's talking to them. He's saying, how is it possible for you to believe? Like, how can you learn to believe you who are content to seek and receive praise and honor and glory from one another? And mm. yet you don't seek the praise and honor and glory which come from him who alone is God. Wow. Yeah. You, we, we will all be tested on this. You know, we, we will all be tested on this. Where will you get your honor? Where will you seek the, to have the honor? From God or from your friends who may disagree with you once they find out what you believe? <laughs> I mean, there is a cost to following Jesus. Amen. And the Lord himself won't force you. You could hear this message today and still walk out and you know, do whatever you want with it. The Lord's not going to change your mind about it. This is the beauty of our free will. Yes. He wants, you know, he wants love that is freely given to him. And so we have to choose wisely, even like the people, because your friends will come and go. The friends that might reject you and say, well, I think that's weird what you believe. <laughs> that's a weird church you go to. You know, friends come and go. So you want to choose Choose wisely. You know, Jesus is the friend, he says, who sticks closer than a brother, right? Yeah. So we're talking today about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You, and the, 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 the truth is, is when you give your life to Christ, you become a new creation. It's, 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 the old man's passed away, the old, all things become new. Yeah. This, this is a spirit, your spirit, because we're all born alive in the natural with a dead spirit. Just because of the fall of Adam and Eve. And he passed it all to all mankind. However, when you're born again, you receive. The Holy Ghost comes and instantly causes your spirit to be born of his spirit. And as we read the word, like Pastor Mamie says, read that Logos. Then all of a sudden, rhema comes, and all of a sudden, that starts to manifest in your life, and you start to experience the kingdom of God. Yeah. And this is what Jesus says here. We sang a song like this just today, Luke chapter 5, verse 37. He says, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the fresh wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be ruined, destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. You following this? Mm -hmm. It's spiritual. And no one, after drinking old wine, immediately desires new wine, for he says, the old is good enough. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> Sounds like the Pharisees, huh? Yeah. Keep yeah. my tradition. Keep my, oh, no, I can't do that. 
Yeah. You know, God's knocking on the door of your heart and saying, release the kingdom. Release the kingdom. And you go, oh, I don't know. You know, we've never done that before in church. <laughs> I don't care what the Bible says. We've never done that in this church. <laughs> you hear that? Come on now. So what's, what's he saying? He says fresh wine needs to be poured into fresh wine skins. That's the new birth. If we hold on to old mindsets, you know, old dead religious thinking, the old is good enough like the Pharisees. You, listen what it says here. It says we're going to forsake the blessing, and it says that you will be ruined. We're talking about the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. They both spoke in tongues today. The devil has brought this controversy into the church because why? Because Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, you'll receive power. Yeah. In Luke, he says you'll be clothed with power. And so in the spirit realm, it's seen and recognized by the devil. Listen, you can pray in the Spirit, and the devil cannot understand it. You're going to be speaking out mysteries. Mysteries. Listen, you and I are ambassadors for a supernatural kingdom. Do you understand that? And God wants His, man, His king to be manifest through you. He wants it to be established through you and I. Jesus prayed to the Father, remember? Remember? Yeah, he, he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on as it is in heaven. That's exactly right. God's kingdom is a supernatural kingdom. Right. Mark chapter 16 says, these signs will follow them that believe. <laughs> what is it going to do? We're going to cast out devils. Listen, once you get the rhema of that, you're going to understand what Jesus said in Luke. If I cast out the devil with the finger of God. You heard my testimony before. There was no challenge. Call on the name of Jesus. Foosh, they're instantly removed. These signs will follow them that believe. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll heal the sick. They'll raise the dead. The baptism of the Holy Spirit helps our heart yield to the supernatural power of God. Right. So this is on your outline. God wants to pour the new fresh wine of His Spirit into me, into you. You believe it? Yes. He wants to pour that, you know... If there's if it's true that we have a new wineskin, we're born of His Spirit, then there's new there's new fresh and new wine to put in, which automatically means this, it's going to take you to a new place in yes, your life. Correct things you have not experienced yep. before. Right. You know, for the first two hundred years, the establishment of the church, you know, it was commonplace for signs and miracles to occur. When you read church history, it's it was amazing. it was commonplace. I mean, some have argued, well, the Lord did that in order to just get the church age started, and now it's all ceased. I mean, that's that's There's taught. whole denominations that about that. That is taught this. in seminaries. They call cessationists. 
But, man, God by nature is divine. He's supernatural. How could he cease from ever? <laughs> Come on. I mean, Malachi 3.6 is on, your, on the PowerPoint. I'm the Lord. I do not change. I change not. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Hebrews 13.8, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on. So God's never changed about the matter. His <laughs> mind is still, you know, he's still, his word's forever settled on it. It's people's hearts that change. Come on. And when right. faith is of the heart, then that matters. If your heart changes, then things, you don't see things happen. And, you know, unbelief and a mixture, I believe, of idolatry from the surrounding culture slowly crept into the early church. Right. And the signs and wonders slowly diminished. I mean, we had a class at our, as a matter of fact, our, the, the college that we graduated was called Rama, And so this, the, the early church, we, we did a class on church history. And in 300 AD, uh, what happened is the church was mostly underground until the emperor uh, um, Constantine, he was in battle at one time, and he was fighting for his life. This is a Roman emperor, and he looked up in the sky, and the clouds had made a cross. And so he called on the God of the Christians, and he won the battle. Then it became, all of a sudden, oh, the Christians, their God's real. And so what he did was make a law that now it's going to be the Roman religion, Christianity. But he was a pagan, and so he brought all that and mixed it together, and that's actually out of, his God was the sun God, and the mother earth was another one, and there was another one, mother with a child, so that blended pretty cool with Christianity, Mary, Mary, and worship of Mary, because there was worship of women there, and what happened then, all of a sudden, the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church came out of all of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this just this week, just this week, the Pope and listen to this. You can and I, I believe that I know there are people that are Catholic, just like in every denomination, they're genuinely saved. So this is not a slam against. Oh man, we someone we, who <laughs> says that they're Catholic. Okay, but the Pope convened what was called the Amazon Synod. Anybody hear about any of this? It was, you know, I know I no. wasn't, but Google it. I ask you to Google it and. Read a little bit about it, the Amazon Synod. And yep. It's about the Amazonian people in the Amazon. People that are, pagan. the culture is pagan, yeah. And they have been evangelized by certain groups. But, of course, the Pope has been part of what the influence is there. Well, okay, pagans worship Mother Earth. They have a, you'll see it, there's a, a god that's a pregnant woman, Representing what is her name? Pachamama or something yep. like that is the name. Yeah, giver. She they, she's considered the giver of life, and they worship multiple spirit guides. I mean, having to do with Earth. Okay, so the Amazon Synod is meant to like dialogue with the Amazonian Catholics, ultimately bringing in what they're calling liberation theology. It's okay, it's allowing for some pagan worship practices to be blended in with. The faith in Jesus. This happened this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, go, I'm serious. Take a look at it on, find it on Google. So you see the Pope in this ceremony, sit with all the pomp and whoever he sits with, you know. They invited them to the Vatican, the Pope sitting in front of this large mandala, which is like this large geometric right. design, it's, which in itself is a... Is Hinduism. A, yeah, I mean, it's in a lot of Hindu and pagan worship. Okay, and while a procession of Amazonian people coming in dressed in their native garb, headdresses, whatever... Uh, encircling this mandala and chanting and kind of bowing down and shaking things. And this is the Pope is in, in front or in the back of them, giving worship in these statues, these pagan statues yep. right there in the center of it. And there was smoke that was going up apparently in one spot, which the smoke in their pagan religion means the purification of, the sin, of your sins. Okay, so anyways, he's sitting there, and this was all invited. This was all meant to be a good thing that was happening. Yeah. All very bizarre, if you just go take a look at it. And even an Amazonian man who was coming out of that culture said the ceremony not only looked pagan, he said it absolutely was pagan. And there was also a call to admit your sins in an indirect way to the mother goddess against nature for damaging Earth's climate because <laughs> yeah. this was all was tied into how, you know, the, the world, the Earth is coming to a quick destruction if we don't do something about the climate and the world that we're one destroying. Of the, one of the archbishops, you could read it, one of the archbishops of South America said this. He, this is the exact quote. The future of humanity depends on the decisions of this synod. Wait, take that in. Listen carefully. Take that in, what he here, said. Here, here's a group of people, they're intermixing with, with pagans, and they're saying, the, the future of humanity depends on the decision of this synod. It's like, what? And I, th yeah, I, I, you know what I thought? I thought the future of humanity depends on the salvation of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Not a group of people sitting around a table do you understand that the Pope is doing what Constantine did? And if just blending pagan worship. This this really bothers me to tell you the truth. And we watched this one Catholic priest that man, he was he was fired up against this and I loved him. <laughs> I said, come to my church. But this man is genuinely <laughs> saved. And he's a disagreeing. He's saying we should not be doing this with we should not be blending pagan practices and calling for this ecumenical unity yeah. so that we can all, we don't have to be this strict about it. Worship but one you don't, God, you, one religion. You know what the Apostle Paul did in Acts chapter 14? They, made some, they healed a man at Lystra. He saw that this man had faith to be healed. He lifted him up and all of a sudden God gave him strength in his legs. And then, then the priest from uh, Zeus and uh, Hermes came and we're bringing bulls to sacrifice to Paul. And Paul did. Do you know what he said? Hey, we're here telling you to get way, get out of this vain stuff, right. this useless stuff, and come and serve the living God. Yeah. He didn't That's blend what in should with have them. happened. Yeah, right. But the Pope is saying, oh, yeah. Do you understand? This has all been laid out and delivered to us out of this book telling us that's exactly what's happening. It's, it's going to become, the, 
what one happens? World religion. It'll be one world religion. Yep. It will be one world government, and the Antichrist will dominate and come. And what is he after? He's after worship. Yeah, yeah. He's yes. after total domination. Right. He wants to be God. Right. <laughs> but the Bible declares when we see him, we're going to look down and say, what? Is this him? Think of it that way. Yeah. Right. So when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and our need for it, we've, we've left spent the last couple of weeks talking about Jesus is the one who commanded us to be baptized and filled with the Spirit. Because yes. He said, you'll be endued with power. You'll be a witness. It is going to help you to be a witness for me. It will make the Word of God come alive yes, to it, you. Oh, my gosh. And so we, we'd be foolish to say, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. It's like we need to just agree with the Lord. And we need this power for the day and time that we live in. I mean, the Holy Spirit baptism, this is on our outline, is the gateway. It opens your eyes. It opens your spirit yep. to, to the supernatural. It really begins the day that you're born again. You become a new creation in Christ. That's pretty supernatural. You don't see it on the outside. <laughs> but that's the greatest miracle that Amen. ever will, will occur in your life. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, you're what? You're a new, yes! you are a Hallelujah! new creation. What's passed away? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And now all things are of God who's yes. reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And so there's this well of salvation that comes on the inside of us. This is how it's described in Scripture, a well of salvation. And yet Jesus described in John 7 the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, you know, when you receive that baptism, it's like rivers of living water yes. will flow from your innermost being. And he said this about it, Luke 24, 49. And look, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. Ooh, yes. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are what? Clothed with power from on high. Hallelujah. So if you desire more power from on high in your life, then I would encourage you to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. Right. It's a gift to every believer. So why seek, number one, why seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> because Jesus commanded it. <laughs> that should be the yeah. end of everything. Yeah. Jesus commanded us to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> it's a gift, number two. Yes. It's a gift. You don't have to do anything to deserve the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just you, be born be again. Be born again. Yeah. Be born again. And Acts chapter 2 to 39 says, this is for you, your children, and for all those who are far it's off, promise, as, yes. as many as the Lord will call to yes. himself. Are you, you know, if you're a Christian, God called you to himself. You qualify for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's for you, your kids. They can be baptized back there. My little grandson, seven years old, baptized in the Holy Ghost. He hasn't even been water baptized yet. You get clothed with power on high when you're that young, God's got his hand on him. Yeah. I mean, our son was, Pastor Ben, you know, he was filled with the Spirit, I think, when he was in about third, third, grade. third grade. Yeah. And uh, it just happened, you know, it happened very simply. We were actually at a conference, and they called, made a call for a baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it was meant really for adults, but he's sitting there. We took him with us, yeah. you know, because we thought, well, this will be kind of a 
we thought it would be fun. And he did. He said, should I go? He I stood said, right up. Do I need that? I said, yes, we do. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so we went down to the stage. It was like a large, large conference center. And, you know, they prayed for him with the adults, the kids. And he spoke in other tongues and came back to his seat. And he said was he was happy. hungry. He wanted to go to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, he was remembering, he said, you know, after that, I could remember when I'd walk to school sometimes in the morning, I'd just pray in the spirit. I'm walking along the sidewalk, just praying, praying in the spirit to myself, going to school. And I'm thinking, this, is, this, is, this isn't weird, it's normal. Yes. This is how we empower and equip our kids to walk with God. And so this, it helps you to, to, number three, to pray. Yes. Helps you to pray. Because sometimes you don't know what to pray. Sometimes you've prayed everything you can pray in your understanding, and there's something more that the Holy Spirit will Hallelujah. pray through you. For it says, for one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. There you go. For no one understands, but in his spirit he there speaks. There we are. Love. Mysteries. You know, you're gonna, your, your flesh is going to die here. And I said, Hallelujah. <laughs> but the spirit and your soul is going on. It's going to live forever. And we're going to stand before the master and he's going to give us a reward. He also warns us that we can lose rewards. He says we can have a half of reward or a full reward. He tells us and warns us in Revelation, be sure that no one takes your crown. So we have to get into the word. To allow it to make it become rhema so that we can walk in obedience to the master. Now, what's the next one here? Look at this. It's on our outline. That private prayer language, which enables you to pray perfect prayers to God beyond your own understanding. You're I mean, th that's why he said you're going to speak out mysteries. 1 Corinthians 2.9. We're going to give you a few more scriptures just to help. Help our spirit, help our heart to understand yes. the glory in this. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, it's up on PowerPoint. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human mind has conceived all the things God's prepared for those who love him. There we so go. see, in our own natural mind, you cannot figure it all out. <laughs> this is why it's awesome to be able to pray out. A, even if you don't understand, you know you're praying to God. You know you're praying out a secret and a mystery about the kingdom of God. You're not praying a bad prayer. You can't pray a bad prayer when you're praying in the Spirit. But, but it says, but God has revealed them to us, how? By His Spirit. There. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. I mean, God is big. He's mighty. He's all-knowing. Yes. He's full of wisdom. Yes. He's full of mystery. I mean, we will never <laughs> understand Him, plumb the depths of His mind and heart. That's 1 for sure. Corinthians 2.12, now we have not received the Spirit that belongs to the world but the Holy Spirit who's from God, given to us, why? That we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessings so freely and Ooh. lavishly bestowed on us by God. Hallelujah. So when you pray in the Spirit, you are opening a door to praying out mysteries. And it's not a mystery that's just hidden from us forever. It's like it's hidden for us. It's like a parent you know, who plays hide and seek. It's like the parent wants you to find them. They don't hide so hard that you never can figure anything out, right? 
Never find them. No, God is like saying, seek me and find me. That's right. There's a mystery to our search with God. So when you pray in the spirit, you're praying out secrets and mysteries for your life. Could be for your children's life. Could be for any circumstance in your life. Could be for the world. Isn't that awesome? Could be for a martyr who stood up for the word of God and is being tortured. Somebody on the other side of the world. We're getting, which, right. what is it? Oh, we'll lose likes on Facebook? That guy's got no Facebook. They're being tortured for their faith. When we have it easy, we should build our faith. Amen? Yeah, right. So that we can be strong. Right. We can tell others. We can lead others into righteousness. We can bring the kingdom of God wherever we are. It can flow through you, out of you. You need to expect miracles to happen. You need to expect the gifts of the Spirit to operate through you. This is kingdom business that we're on, and time is short. And so it's time to decide, am I in or am I out? Am I all in or am I kind of... And I say it again, you know, the Lord is gracious. He's a gentleman. He will not force you That's to good. do anything. That's good. He will wait for your response. That's all he's asking from us. Just respond. Do you believe it? Do you believe I am who I say I am? We just sang that song. I mean, this is number four. Then we're going to take communion here. It helps you to worship. First Corinthians 14, yeah. 15. I will pray in the, with the Spirit, and I'll also pray with the understanding. I'll sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Some of you have heard people sing in the Spirit here as we're worshiping God. Yeah, I love it. It's scriptural. It's scriptural. We're going to be taking communion. And communion is only for believers. The Bible has a stiff warning for those people who are not Christians that take communion. It's, it's, a, it's a harsh warning that you'd become guilty of the blood of Christ. So if you're not a Christian, but you want to be, <laughs> you want to have your sins forgiven, you want to become a new creature in Christ, you want to be able to receive that infilling of that new wine and not have the wineskin burst, Jesus is offering an incredible gift of salvation to you right now. If you're not saved and you want to be, I want you to lift your hand high enough so that I can see it. You know what? We're going to pray a prayer of faith and you'll be saved. And that miracle by the Holy Spirit will come and get rid of that dead spirit that you have and give you one that's alive and fresh and brand new and all from God. Anyone?